0: All right, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Let's Chief. This is technically episode six, even though it is already week nine of the NFL season. Let's Chief is presented by E Coffee, our friends over at E Coffee. www.eeRoastCoffee.com. You can check them out on Instagram at ee. Roast coffee with subscriptions to get that coffee in your cup every single morning with beans from all over the world that are roasted right here in kansas city your biggest chief supporters here at e-coffee um so support them because they are a local company as well www.ee roast coffee trey are you ready to chief
1: or what let's chief brother pass it with your left hand
0: let's do it
1: kobe in the first queue Leave it to my homie on the turf, yo We got Andy
0: reading plays like he's Einstein We keep dominating, so they put us on at prime time Now it's Super Bowl season Everybody in the city already gone and believes it. Like Chief's kingdom, bring it home We gon' do it for the city, for the city we love
1: Yeah. For every time that you break us down We gon' build the family up, you can't take us down For every time that you break us All right, Dan, let's get this kicked off with the show agenda for today. We're going to start with the recap, obviously, and then we're going to run around the AFC. What does the big picture look like for AFC? Injury report for both teams, week nine preview and storylines, and then obviously we're going to wrap the show up with the keys to victory, Dan. Let's get after it, brother.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So not a lot to recap from last week, obviously, for the Chiefs, um, game-wise anyway, because we were on a bye but just let's look at everything leading up to now from the last time we we did a show. I think we were prepping for the Bills game um, in that last show. <clears throat> so since then, we did unfortunately lose to the Buffalo Bills. They get that tiebreaker over us in the AFC. But what a fun game to watch uh, for us, at least being in Flagstaff. We turned some random sports bar into a full on Chiefs bar. How much yeah. fun was <laughs> that, dude? That was so much. I mean, that was incredible.
1: Yeah, that was a blast, and uh, looking back at the pictures now, you know, we probably had 30, 35 people in that bar. Um, We had fans from the other side of the bar coming over that were, actually, I don't even remember, I think one of them was a Bears fan. um, One was a Browns
0: fan, for sure.
1: Sure, yeah, and uh, they're like, man, uh, we're going to come over and party with you guys, we're Chiefs fans now, like, this is the shit, And, uh, and it was kind of a good representation of how our tailgates are compared to... Other team tailgates, you know, so um, and that was a good, good picture of game day in Kansas City compared to everybody else's game day.
0: No, that's a great point. I mean, I don't think people realize how that that's basically it. You know what I mean? I never put it into that perspective, really, that it was essentially um, a tailgate for us in the middle of a bar in in Arizona. Um, But, you know, we had all the same people that are typically at the tailgate. So that's another thing that made that environment just so much fun to be around and be a part of. And I think these other, these other people who are fans of, you know, the other 31 teams, in the NFL, they're getting a taste for sure of what it's like to be in chiefs kingdom.
1: hundred percent. Couldn't agree more.
0: We brought it to them for sure. Um, we fortunately for the chiefs bounced back from that tough agonizing loss uh, by putting out a dominating win against the San Francisco 49ers, super bowl 54 rematch um, CMC, Traded to the 49ers, that was definitely a curveball that was thrown oh, yeah. our way going into the game. But uh, you know, we came back from a 10 point deficit early on and ended up just blowing the doors off them, dropping a 40 burger and and holding them to just 23 points uh, total. So pretty pretty awesome to uh, um, to see us bounce back like that.
1: Absolutely, yeah, that was a good game. Um, you know, 49ers have looked pretty strong throughout the season and uh, have a lot of expectations. And really, a wide open division right now. So, um, and, and bringing senior, uh, Christian McCaffrey on was a big addition for that team. So, it was nice to see kind of the Chiefs, you know, handle every aspect of the game uh, last Sunday or the Sunday before last.
0: One hundred percent. I got my first taste of watching a Chiefs game from a sports book or an NFL, any NFL game in general. Really, it was my first opportunity to do that. Theater style seating in these sports yes. books
1: in Vegas, that should be the yes. norm. I, I agree. And, and drinks are flowing. You just walk up to the bar and put in a couple of parlays or, you know, a second half or a, you know, over under on interceptions or whatever it may be. And it, it, it's a man's paradise. It really is. I mean, <laughs> those places are so sweet, man
0: dude it was crazy we had people next to us that had more drink tickets than they knew what to do with they were just sure. they had to go so they're like hey you know we're heading to the airport take these right <laughs> it's like a so, uh, free for all
1: so were they handing those out as you were putting in uh putting in place
0: every bet dude just about i yeah. mean uh, i set up my account <clears throat> the day before and they were handing them out then too yeah uh, so they're you know they're trying to they're trying to loop you up and get you to spend some money for oh, sure oh yeah
1: yeah, it definitely helps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no kidding. Everything goes down easier when you're a little boozed up. But uh, Chiefs, you know, now we sit it at five and two. Probably a good time to jump into the AFC picture. Take a peek at what that's looking like. Chiefs five and two sit atop the AFC West, followed by the Los Angeles Chargers, who are also on a bye last week. They are four and three. And then it wraps up with uh, some bottom feeders here. The Denver Broncos at three and five and the Raiders at just two and five, getting blanked by the New Orleans Saints. Man. You got to feel good if you're Kansas City looking at the way the division's stacking up. I mean, the Chargers took an L to the Seahawks in their last outing. Raiders took an L to the Saints in their last outing. And the Broncos barely clawed their way to victory against the Jags. We're we're sitting pretty right now with, you know, three game cushions on two of those teams and a a game and a tiebreaker on the other.
1: Yeah, I think if you look at the Broncos and Raiders, we're, they're definitely – Uh, both in the bottom eight as far as the NFL power rankings right now or the NFL uh, uh, status as far as teams goes Um, Mm -hmm. and I I think the Broncos are a pretty sloppy four and three I I, they're they're they have more wins than they do losses but it's not because they're a good football team they've lost bad games they don't they don't look good in the games they've won so Uh, I'm not too worried about the Chargers anymore I'm 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 pretty set on you know Buffalo uh, Baltimore Um, now you know kind of kind of looking at Cincinnati now as, as they continue to, to build a strong team and and obviously Jess and Dolphins. So yeah, um, we got the Titans this weekend uh, who, who have moved quarterbacks. So I'm not too worried about them right now. They're sitting at five and two, but uh, I, I mean, we're going to obviously win the AFC West. So it's about our, what what's, what place are we going to be in one through four. So.
0: Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Losing that game against the Bills really makes it tough for us. We actually dropped um, the standings going on a bye because the Titans have a better AFC record than us. So they're technically the two seed and we're the three seed. So winning this game this Sunday (laughs) has some extra playoff implications to push us into that two seed section. And um, outside of that, the Ravens are holding on to the AFC North and the Titans obviously have the South. But the Bengals just dropped a big one on Monday Night Football to the Cleveland Browns to bring them to 500, uh, gives the Ravens a game ahead of them, as well as having that tiebreaker because they beat them head to head already. And then the Jets and Dolphins both sitting at five and three, you know, a lot of potential there for the Dolphins more than the Jets, I think. But the Jets five and three records really respectable. And, um, you know, those those are the the two teams wrapping up the AFC uh, wild card spots right
1: now. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, the Dolphins could be dangerous, obviously, and I think the Jets are just a, a pretty consistent team. You know, um, new leadership, so I think that helps. Uh, Robert Sala is a damn good coach, mm-hmm. so I mean, they they could be dangerous. You know, it, uh, somewhere in January, you might not be a team you want to see.
0: No, and you know what they say, defense wins championships. That defense has been showing out for sure.
1: Absolutely, yes, 100%. James Robinson came in and had a hot game last week, and I think he continues to uh, produce up there in New York.
0: Yep, you got to love it. You got to love it, And, and hopefully they can take care of business against the Bills and give us a little bit of a reprieve there. Um, we're going to need to really finish the season strong if we're going to secure that one seed to, to ensure that the AFC championship comes through Arrowhead for a fifth consecutive season. If not, it's going to be a little tougher to take it from from Buffalo if it ends up being there. Um, but, you know, we just got to take care of what we got to take care of moving through the rest of the season. It's already week nine. You know what I, I know. mean? We, we are uh, we're, we're nine games left on the schedule. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot uh, a lot at stake over these next nine, 10 weeks for for a lot of teams in the NFL.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Bringing it back to some Chiefs news. We had the trade deadline, obviously. So there were a lot of moves around the league as a whole. uh, But a few we want to focus on here for Kansas City. Trent McDuffie activated from the IR and should be active for Sunday night football. That's really exciting to me um love getting our star rookie corner back. We have not seen him since week one of the NFL season when he injured his uh, maybe it was his knee I think um, or ankle something along those lines in Arizona because of that that turf they've got down there. Um, But, you know, him coming off the IR gave us enough confidence to trade Rashad Fenton at the deadline for a conditional seventh round pick next year. And it cleared about one and a half mil off the books for this year, giving us just around five million in cap space. Um, So you just wonder what we're going to do with that extra cap space. And um, you hope that all these young rookie corners that we've seen some really good things from continues.
1: Yeah, I think uh, as far as the trade deadline, you know, uh, there is Tom, uh, Tony, I'm a player on that pick. I think you get uh, and we talked about it earlier in the week or last week with a couple of guys. But you get more years than just right now out of, out of him. Right. You, ha- I think you have an extra three years out of him. So three and a half years counting this year. And, and I'm, I'm OK with that. I'm good with that because we can develop this guy into, um, you know, maybe not the next Tyreek, but a, a player like Tyreek. As somebody who Nicole has not been able to be. But no. the Rashad Fenton trade, um, I, I struggle with this one because we're struggling at corner right now with him, or we were with him, right? So um, to put all the responsibility or all the eggs in one basket with our young secondary that we have right now is, is kind of scary. And looking at the, the five mil for um, cap space, I don't see anybody else out there other than, you know, OBJ that we're going for. So I'm not sure what the route's going to be with um, with the secondary moving forward. And, and hopefully everybody stays healthy, because if we don't, we're really going to start to struggle.
0: Yeah. And you never know with that five million, we could end up uh, targeting someone else outside of OBJ. Um, you never know. We've seen it. Seasons pass where maybe a veteran who wants to shot with a contender, their team's already been eliminated. They ask their team for a release team releases them. they clear waivers. And now the chiefs have a direct path at someone who can make an impact. We saw the same thing happen in 2019 uh, when we secured Terrell Suggs and we've seen it happen with other players as well. Um, so, you know, that, that's definitely an Avenue that we could be freeing up cap space for, um, in other news on the defensive end side of things, Frank Clark starts his two-game suspension for his his whole legal ordeal that went down last year, uh, two off-seasons ago now at this point. Um, but he will miss tonight's game and then the next game against the Jaguars, which I'm not too upset about him missing that stretch of games. Like, if I had to pick two, I don't know that there's two other games in a row that I would be like, okay, we can, we can manage without him, you know?
1: Yeah, but I think I agree with that, yeah.
0: 10%. And then finally, Jody Fortson, really the only question mark on the injury report going into week nine, uh, apparently he's got an illness of some sort and a quad issue that has kept him from practicing. Otherwise we're looking pretty healthy for Sunday night football.
1: Absolutely. So jumping into the week nine uh, preview and, and, and jumping back to last week for the Titans, they put the Texans um, one by one touchdown there with no Tannehill um, but Henry kind of dominated the game as we saw he did um, last year before he got hurt. So over 200 yards, two touchdowns. And it was actually just announced um, earlier, like an hour or two ago that uh, Malik Willis is going to start this game uh, this weekend against the chiefs. So um, we'll get another look at Malik Willis and see, see what he's got to uh, got to offer that football team again. But I think we're going to see a similar Tennessee Titans uh, football football game with a heavy run. Um, they're going to put everything on Derek Henry's back and s- see if they can dominate the clock and dominate the game on the ground.
0: I love that. I, I I mean, Malik, Malik Willis definitely hasn't done anything yet to, to put any kind of fear in me uh, going into this game. But Derrick Henry obviously is the kind of guy that can break a game open. And if they get a lead early, you know, they can really dominate time of possession and those kinds of things. But, you know for a team that's 5 and 2 this might be the least scary 5 and 2 team in the league and i think a lot of that has to do with the division that they play in they've been able to pick up a lot of uh sort of gimme wins over the a- the rest of the afc south even though we lost to the colts um you know i think that's something that <clears throat> they have the benefit of is playing six games against the the colts the texans and the jaguars combined right so I agree you know that and that's that's the main reason i think why we're double digit favorites 12 and a half points is a lot of points uh, in vegas you know they know something right <laughs> it's not a lot of times that 12 and a half point or double digit dogs at all uh get the win over the the team that they're uh you know, their dogs against. So I feel, I'm feeling pretty good about that. And, you know, if you're looking at the Titans injury report, a lot of, a lot of names are appearing on there in some way, shape or form, but two to highlight Amani hooker, their star safety and um, Jeffrey Simmons their star defensive tackle. Both of them have yet to practice this week. Uh, So those could be two big key pieces that they're missing on the defensive side of the ball. uh, That's really going to help Kansas city uh, and play in our favor.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And yeah, I think that's got to be something where we target is get, it's got to be the um, secondary right now and so continue the kind of football that we've been playing on offense. So.
0: I would love to see us just keep, keep working the ball into Juju Smith Schuster's hands, uh, keep hitting MVS on those deep routes. We know uh, we basically take in Tyreek Hill's role and divided it up into all these different small pieces and allowed our Sort of wide receiver committee take up the piece that fits their skill set the best and run with it. And that really came to a head in this last game against the Niners. It seemed like everybody understood their role, everybody seemed super energetic. And the chemistry was on full force. And it looked like these guys had been playing together for a long time uh, when we saw them, you know, going out and dominating in the passing game. Travis Kelsey had almost 100 yards, and we had two receivers for the first time since like 2000 uh, record 100 yard games in the same game uh, with MVS and Juju. So seeing that <clears throat> passing game come to fruition. Uh, was was awesome first of all and secondly it's going to be a key point for us to continue success against dominant teams like the Niners
1: yeah that's a very well put about breaking up Tyreek's role into several different players you know and we've talked about numerous times how that's going to help develop this offense and do something better is you know uh death by a thousand cuts right instead of the Hmm. the long staff with Tyreek over the top but Um, You mentioned something about keys to victory. So, Dan, let's roll right into that. Um, Let's talk about the first couple keys to victory. What do you think?
0: Man, uh, first thing we got to do is get that lead early. (laughs) If if we're able to go up a possession or two in the first quarter, I think that would be huge for us, not just because – Obviously you want to go up by 10 or more points in the first quarter uh, because statistically that plays in your advantage, but I don't think the Titans have the passing game to come back from a deficit like that early. And I really just want to put these guys away early and if the, the Chiefs are able to get the offense firing all cylinders, we're containing uh, the Titans offense for a couple of series. We put up, you know, 10, 13 points before the end of the first quarter. I think that would pretty much put a bow on it, to be honest with you.
1: Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Chad Henney start the fourth quarter.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that was a that was a sight to see in the Niners game. You know what I mean? That I don't think anyone expected number four to step on the field uh, against a team like San Francisco. So.
1: If Absolutely. we're able to
0: to replicate that against the Titans, that's going to help a ton. And then take advantage of that Titans secondary. They're missing a key piece in uh, Amani Hooker. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic safety and coverage, and he's a hard hitter kind of guy. Um, but outside of that, you know, outside of Kevin Byard, really, they don't have a ton of pieces back there that can contain us. So I think we just need to, you know, really take advantage of that on the outside and put our burners in and hit some deep ones early uh, just to, to play into that first key to victory.
1: Sure. So, I mean, what aspect moving along with the offense here, I'm not sure if the chiefs have announced a starter in the backfield and how do you see that playing out coming into Sunday night,
0: man? I mean, to get the running game going would be awesome. Um, We really haven't seen, too much of it this year. I think they're probably going to play the similar sort of approach where it depends on what the game plan is calling for. And it depends on what the the defense is looking like as far as who we're going to announce as the starter. They asked Andy Reed earlier in a press conference this week, why Isaiah Pacheco was named the starter for the Niners. Although Clyde Edwards, helaire ended up with more of the snaps and it was just, because they wanted to get him more involved in the game plan and get him more reps. And they thought they could do that early on by naming him as the starter and getting him in there for that first series of the game. Um, but I think it's more just going to be semantics and game stri- game script rather on who's going to get the most touches. I think if Pacheco's running, uh more that means that we're probably up quite a bit. If Clyde Edwards Alaire is in more, then that probably means it's a game. And uh we need to get him involved in the passing game and the running game. Um, so I think it's really all gonna depend on how that plays out. <clears throat> it really is too bad that uh Ronald Jones isn't getting more play in the offense. But uh, it also could be a situation where we're saving him for the playoffs, kind of like how we did with with number one, Jarek McKinnon, last year. So uh, you just never know what's going to happen in the running game. If you're looking at it from a fantasy football perspective, I'm probably not touching any of those guys. Maybe 25, sure. that's it.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. I think the, the room's just too crowded uh, for Ronald Jones to fit in somewhere. Uh, but what a wild you know strategy for, for Andy Reid to just – plug a rookie in coming into a game against a solid football team in in San Francisco and say, Hey, we want to get this guy more reps. We want to see what he's got. So we're going to start him this week. (laughs) Just the balls. I know, man. I mean, that's that's crazy, but uh, moving into the last part here, Dan, you know, things we want to try to prevent. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously this has been the story since Derrick Henry's been in the league, but you gotta keep Derrick Henry in check, right? He can't dominate the game, he can't dominate the, the clock, and he almost it almost seems like he does that by himself, you know, in, in numerous games. But I, I think that's where it starts, is is we gotta beat him up. And we gotta uh, first contact's gotta be in the backfield for me. Um uh, we, we've seen uh you know, a lot of contact in the backfield as of right now, you know, with Nick Bolton, you know, flying the way, flying around the way he does, but also uh, Carl Loftus, you know, that dude has got a a serious motor. And I think if we we take care of Henry early and and get some knocks on that dude early, then, then the running style is going to change for him. And uh, we can, that'll enable us to, you know, put up the 10-0 or put up the 14-0 early. So we don't have to worry about, you know, Derek Henry just running the ball down our throat.
0: Right. No, I love how you put that too. Um, touch him before he gets to the line of scrimmage statistics on Derrick Henry's game show that he blows through that first point of contact, right? You're not sure. bringing them down on the first attempt. If you're able to initiate that contact behind the line of scrimmage first and then get that second guy in there, just to, from a statistics standpoint, you're more likely to bring him down. Um, so, I, no, I love that point. I think that would be huge in keeping Derrick Henry in check. And, um, you know, if we're able to hold them those first two downs, we get to third down, we must force punts. I think that really just puts a bow on, you know, what we need to to do to get this victory. Um, if we if we even force them into a third and long situation, I don't trust their passing game enough for them to convert that first down. So, you know, keeping Derrick Henry in check on the early downs, huge piece to that
1: for sure. Agreed. Couldn't agree more.
0: So, um, you know, Red, Red Friday, you guys listening, you guys are out there celebrating some Red Friday. Uh, make sure that you share the show. We appreciate you all jumping on for Let's Chief. Uh, stay tuned on Saturday. We will be dropping our episode of The Fastest 40. Uh, we had to shift the schedule around a little bit for some things going on. Uh, personally for Trey and I um, in different realms. It's been kind of hectic coming back from, mm-hmm. uh, from Arizona for me, for sure. Um, and then Trey, you're out of town. So, you know, make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll give you that, that betting analysis and and really recap week eight for the NFL season and get you ready, ready for Sunday, really for the rest of the slate. Uh, quick shout out before we wrap up the show to CS designs, our friend Corey Sanders always, uh, doing it big for us in the graphics game, www.corysandersdesigns.com On Instagram, it's at csdesignsofficial. Um, remember, full-service creative company that offers videography, photography, graphic design, web design, and so much more. He really does take things to the next level for you. So check him out again at www.corysandersdesigns.com Trey, where are you going to be watching the game this Sunday, my guy?
1: I will likely be watching it from home. I might get home like an hour after the kickoff. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll probably be watching it from home. Um, So this will be my last week of not going to the Chiefs game this year. So as a ticket member, it's broken my heart. that I have to wait till week 10 to go to a damn game. But um, this is the last week. I'll be back next week. And uh, I'm, I'm ready to be back on the bus, man. Dude, we're ready to have you on,
0: Patricia. We're ready to have you in Section 308. I'm freaking pumped uh, to get you to get you in that Jags game. But let's get through this Sunday night football game, brother. Um, of course, appreciate you uh, still still taking the time to get on here with me, man. And um, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from our Chiefs, and I can't wait to uh, to get back in Arrowhead with you. So um, enjoy the game. Make sure you have Tate close to you on that, uh, on the couch when you're watching. All right, brother.
1: Oh, yeah. He's going to have his jersey on Pat Mahomes, baby.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, appreciate everybody out there for listening. Trey, you got anything for the people?
1: Nope. Check out the show. Be sure to jump on to uh, Fastest 40 and check out that show as well. Uh, we're going to get more consistent moving it forward. So, uh, like Dan said, we got a couple of things going on the last few weeks, but I'm um, looking forward to the uh, next couple of weeks and then obviously Thanksgiving break. So, um, everybody stay safe enjoy the game sunday and let's get after it man
0: yes sir let's chief